Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. By the way, I just tweeted out the picture of uh, Andy Rooney and Dave, our last caller, what we think is Dave. And he's a, yeah, he's a big gentleman with a nice goatee, which I admire since I'm rocking this weird beard. Anyhow, it is 5 o'clock. Cinco de Fivo with five, Evan five, and Tiki on the fan. Cinco de Fivo is brought to you by Helix Wireless, connecting everything everywhere. And by Wendy's. Try the new pretzel baconator today. If you're just getting in your car and in your workday, we started the show today with Evan's horrible take that this doesn't count as a real football game because it's <laughs> annoying you're at parties. So... I mean, you couldn't have simplified that anymore, but okay. All right. So my Cinco today is the five worst kinds of people to watch the Super Bowl. Okay, let's go. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Number five. The shh you while you're watching commercials are on people. (laughs) In other words, they want to hear the commercials. They don't want to hear the game. So when you finally have a chance to have a break and turn to somebody and go, could you believe that third down play? They're shushing you because they need to see the new Downey commercial. So what's funny is that, I don't think I'm a hypocrite for saying this, I'm that guy. because mm. and, you, but want I'm sure, you want to hear the commercial? I do. Like I, it, I admit that there's parts of the Super Bowl that are interesting, even if it's all about that to some. To me, it's about all of it. So I'm shushing you during the game, but I'm also going to shush you doing a commercial because I want to see if it's funny. Now, I'm not going to lie. There are times I laugh at the Super Bowl commercials. I do like everything. I like the halftime show, all of it. However, that is your only chance for air if you care about the game. You think you should challenge that, something like that? If I'm getting shushed because the big M&M's on TV, I'm going to have a problem with you. I'm curious how many of these people I am. So far, I'm one for one. I just kind of listen to see what people's consensus is for the best commercial, and then I'll go watch them. Great point. Here we go. Number four. <laughs> the person that sits and studies the Super Bowl squares grid and on every score change turns around and goes, and who has this number? Oh, who's that? <laughs> that ain't me. That's for damn. Oh, yeah. they are so annoying. Sitting there staring at the thing the whole time. Don't worry. If it ain't you, don't worry about who's winning. And also, just because something happens with seven minutes left doesn't mean that person's going to win. I've turned to really resent these box games because there's a guy around here who I like. You know, I consider him a dear friend Mm -hmm. who runs one of these box things. And he'll send out a mass email Mm -hmm. and he'll say, hey, who wants to get a box? Who wants to get a box? I never respond. And then, and I haven't gotten it yet, but I should get it in the next 24 hours. I get a text from this guy. We'll just call him John Bogan. Uh (laughs) And he will text me and say, Oh, I mean, you do well in afternoons, but you can't buy a box? And he <laughs> oh, pressures wow. me. Yeah, and guess what I do? Because I'm a sucker. I buy five boxes to yeah. shut them up. Okay. Every single time. And so I end up resenting the box game because I feel pressured to buy the yeah. box. And then, of course, once I buy the box, yeah, I got to see what's going on. Yeah. 
So, screw you, Bogan, if you're listening. Yeah. I run one of my own, by the way, and like two weeks out before Sue up here, do you have my numbers yet? <laughs> you got two weeks till the game. What right. do you care if I have your numbers yet? All you, right. You run a box? I do. It's already sold out. Ugh. By the way, Rosie bought my last one, and I drew the numbers, and ended up being always the mentalist numbers. One, one. Really? Mm-hmm. The very last box. I, I don't mean to sound a little hypocritical yeah. here, but you never even asked me or Tiki. Yeah. So. Well, that's because it went to my family first, and Rosie's been in them in the past. Do you have any of the shots? I only have one left. So if I got to that point, you know, you guys. You, so if you're desperate, you would have asked us? No, but I never even got around the workplace. Did you ask Loogie? No. Hmm. So none of us. Kind of a jerk, right? Here. Didn't even come to the basketball game Been either. Doing it for years. Calm down. You left early. I was I was there longer than you. I wasn't even there. <laughs> number three. <laughs> All right. Number three on the worst people to watch Super Bowl with. The person who doesn't care about the game that asks you when you stand up briefly, hey, can you pour me a drink? <laughs> no, how about you get your ass up and be our personal bartender? <laughs> I got to serve you and miss extra one. time in the game? Uh, that's a good one. That's a good Big one. Big problem. Yes. All right. Number two. This is a tough one struggle that wasn't number one, but the who's winning people. <laughs> oh, God. Unless you're blind, Just look at the TV. The and, Bears. Right. <laughs> look at the score bug that's on the TV. Who's yeah, winning? This isn't 1990 anymore where they didn't have a score bug. Yeah. Yeah. Which, by the way, every time I go back and watch an old game, whether it's baseball, basketball, uh-huh. football, doesn't matter, I feel naked without the score bug. Yeah. yeah. It's literally the greatest invention in American sports media. And they'll stare at the TV. Who, who's winning? What? <laughs> All right. Number one. And the absolute worst person to watch the Super Bowl with, and it goes back to my commercial point, the game is on simply the... Turn that lower. We're trying to have a conversation here, people. <laughs> what? Go to the other room. Get out of here. And that's why Leave. you have to have a quiet room and a chatterbox room and watch the Super Bowl. And if you were sitting with any one of these five people this weekend, mm. you did it to yourself. Enjoy yeah. the Super Bowl. Feel bad for you. Thank you, Sean. Cinco de Favo every day, 5 o'clock. By the way, I, I have very exciting news for myself. The man I was talking about who always pressured me into buying boxes just texted me, A, that I should go bleep myself, (laughs) and then B, it already sold out. So he's not going to pressure me into buying boxes this year. Is this this a particularly, like, I don't know, aggressive box year? Sean sold out. He only had one. Bogan sold out. Uh, Got none for you. Haven't we talked about how... This Super Bowl may go down as like the highest rated Super Bowl. Yeah, but you're also so maybe more people but are you're in also it. seeing the ticket prices plummeted. Right? They were nine thousand dollars a seat. Now I, they're like seven. So my answer to that is I think sometimes with big events, the bar is way too high. And it doesn't say anything about the event necessarily. No. Like people were asking for way too much money. And that reality starts to sit in when right. you're a few days away. I don't think it's ever gonna get down to the point where it's cheap right. by any Fairly, stretch. This was the just to be fair, it was the second, the secondary market. That's right. Where, that's where these numbers were yeah, falling. Well, that's all it is because there's right. no like availability to no. buy. And I think the other thing that may contribute as a connoisseur of ticket prices, okay, I think some people may have gone to Vegas with the plan of, I'll buy tickets. I'll mm-hmm. go to the Super Bowl. They're in Vegas. They've lost all their money. Yeah, and yeah. they're like, we're screwed. Right. Which is exactly what Vegas wanted. Which is what Vegas wanted. Right. But the person selling it on StubHub doesn't want. And... If you're there in Vegas, you're like, there's plenty of places I can go and watch this game. That's another factor. They're going to be amazing. There's super book. There, yep. there are books out there, sports books. There's the hotel lobby, like everywhere. You, you can, can watch, watch the game in amazing places. And let's say you're the opposite of what I just described. So I described someone that went out to Vegas thinking, I'll buy tickets. I'll, I'll wait. They lost all their money. And now they're done. So they're obviously not buying Super Bowl mm-hmm. tickets. Let's say the opposite happens and you're very lucky and you win a lot of money. 
the odds are you're a schmuck who's just going to keep gambling. Right. And you're going to say, I don't want to go to the game. I'm going to keep betting. I'd rather keep winning money. Right. <laughs> so I think maybe the location has something to do no, with it. No, it definitely does. I mean, look, the, the stadium is it's it's really easy to get to because it's right there. It's, it's not far. So if you're in Vegas, I got to imagine. I wonder if there's going to be no shows. <laughs> no shows to the get by because they're gambling and they're like, no, screw it. Or just hammered. Or I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> just hammered. Just, I mean, they're not fans. I mean, some of them are fans. But nah, a lot of people it, aren't fans you, of the teams that are it, playing in the Super Bowl. Dude, That's always the case. It, it also makes a lot of sense. And I think we've all had this story about being in Vegas. I've been in Vegas many times mm-hmm. in my life. And one of the times I went... It was 2000, it was right after the Giants won the Super Bowl. Yeah. I flew from Arizona back to New York, and then from New York to Vegas. Not even kidding you. It was 2008, and I went to Vegas, and I was with buddies of mine. And we were on, like, a stupid gambling hot streak. <laughs> By the way, one I've never repeated, which just shows you that most of the time you lose. Or in my case, you lose. Right. So we're on this hot streak. We're at the table for 12 straight hours. Not betting crazy amounts of money, but just gambling, right? And it's going well. We're all winning. It was like a miracle. And we kept drinking and gambling and drinking and gambling. And I'm looking at the clock and I'm like, crap, our plane is in like five hours. <laughs> now we got time. Drinking, gambling, drinking, gambling. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And by the time we're two hours away, I'm like sort of sober, and my buddy is 10 feet to the wind. Does that even make sense? Right. 10 sheets Sheets. to the wind? Yeah, sheets. And he's like... No, man. It's just, it's just, it's just gamble. We got to go home for it. <laughs> I was like, because we have a flight. Right. Because we have a life. Because, I mean, why? We got to be home. We got to be home. Like, we may not have a wife and kids at this point in our life, but we got jobs. How are we getting another flight? And I remember having to, like, physically, and he was much bigger than me, like, shake him and be like, dude, <laughs> we have to go. That's right. Like, what is happening right now? So how right many now? people is that going to happen to on Super Bowl Saturday night? Bingo. And they're going to be like, no, nah, we just stay. We're good. Yes. This party's amazing, dude. Yeah. All right. What time is it? I don't know. There's no clocks in here. There's no windows either. <laughs> it's just... even dark outside. Uh, let's just stay. We're good. We're I think, good. I think it's going to happen to a lot of people. see that girl over there? Oh, yeah. Let's stay. <laughs> My brother-in-law didn't make it home from Jets Raiders this year. Really? Was yeah. that the same? Oh, was wait, the same I remember story. You remember? I was sitting yes, here, and I, I, was already, I was already home on the red eye. My sister called me freaking out. What was your room number? Right. Dennis didn't yes. make his flight. this. And he got tanked up after the Jet Raider game. <laughs> I took a red eye home. A few others took a flight a couple hours later. He spent the whole night out boozing and playing blackjack. He slept through his flight. Wow. 
That kind of makes sense, though. And we Be- did not see Dennis for three weeks. I'm oh. sure you did. He was put in the doghouse. <laughs> but that's part of the problem with Vegas. You are not allowed to hang out with Sean. <laughs> He's a bad influence. <laughs> but you're right. Maybe we'll have empty seats because of that. <laughs> that would be crazy. Uh, let's go to Danny in Farmingdale. What's up, Danny? Hey, guys. How are you? Thanks for taking a call. I'm Tiki. How's everything going? We're good, dude. Good, man. What's up? Uh, so I, I wanted to mention two things. First of all, I never thought I'd hear Evan say uh, these two abbreviations in the same half hour, FIFA and XFL. Uh, yeah, never right. Thought I'd you say That's that. right. I'm on fire today. Uh, and, and, and if you've ever been to a World Cup game, I went to two anyway, Giant Stadium. It's like having a Super Bowl for every single game. But, uh, but that's not what I called. Uh, the XFL, you guys are talking about the uh, the – the kickoff rule. Uh, the guy had a part of it right correct uh, earlier, but uh, the, the kicking team and the receiving team line up at the 20 and the 25-yard line, respectively. Right. The kickoff must land between the 20 and the goal line. You cannot fair catch it. You can't so fair no, catch it, but what if it goes into the end zone? What happens? You got to – it doesn't the ball, count. The ball, <clears throat> the ball ends up <clears> – <throat> excuse me. The ball ends up on the 40-yard line. You all right, by the way? Yeah. I want to give you a break. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah I'm good. I'm good. All right, all right. Yeah, I don't want I'm you good. dying or anything. So they want the they ball, want the ball ends up on the uh, on the 40 to a 40-yard line. Right. So 40. they don't yep. they don't want backed up football. They don't want you playing from like the 10. Yeah. Right. Correct. So and, and you don't have a high-speed collision because the players immediately engage at like the 20-yard line. I gotta tell you, uh, man. I, I, I think the rule, at least on paper, thank you, Danny, sounds actually pretty good yeah. because well, the, if you want to increase scoring. It makes sense, right? So if you kick off and you're kind of going to get the ball at the 40-ish, mm-hmm. 35, 40-yard line as opposed to the, you know, somewhere between the 16 and the 25, it, I mean, that's that's two possessions almost. Well, it's not even – see, I don't even look at it at, as, hey, I want to give teams better field position. The kickoff is an exciting player. I should say the kickoff was an exciting right. play. But because of the rules that have been put in place, it's – it's boring because nothing happens. It's either a touchback or it's mm-hmm. a fair catch. Like it's very rarely returned. I'd love to see the percentages of times that it's returned. And by the way, when you're in a dome, like Al Giant Stadium, Al Giant Stadium, Al Allegiant. Allegiant. I got a mental block against the name. I really do. I got an issue. Yeah, I can't say it. Las Vegas Stadium. Let's go with it. I'm like FIFA. Okay, you're like FIFA. Yeah. Federation Internationale de Football Association. Is that what it stands for? Yes. Really? Yes. Do you know what Pakoda stands for? Pakoda? No. Do you know what Pakoda is? I have no idea what Pakoda is. <laughs> what is Pakoda? So every single year, baseball uh, comes out, not baseball, I think it's baseball prospectus, comes out with what they think is going to happen. Okay. So they come out with what they call the Pakoda rankings. Okay. <laughs> so the other day, the Pakoda rankings for 2024 came out, which if you're a Yankee or Met fan... You naively pretty happy about because the Yankees have the highest Pakoda in the American League East, which is like, oh, yeah, we're going to win the East. And the Mets, by the way, the Mets have a Pakoda that would be good enough for them to be the third wild card team in the National League. Okay. Okay. Now, do you want me to give you the bad news? Yeah, the bad news. Yankees and I want are. you to look up what Pakoda stands for because <laughs> I forgot. It's not Bill Pakoda, by the way, the former major leaguer. It's literally like it stands for something crazy. But here's the bad news. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. For those that know that reference, the Pakoda rankings are always wrong. <laughs> so like last year, the New York Mets Pakoda. Player empirical comparison and optimization test algorithm. There you go. Which means nothing to anybody. 
<laughs> Here's what it means. Last year, Pakoda said the Mets would win 96 games. They won 75 games. <laughs> In 2021, Pakoda said the Mets would win 96 games. They won 77 games. Like, in 2017, Pakoda said the Mets would win 89. They won 70. Last year, the Yankees' Pakoda was 98. They won 82. Now, I have left out some of the years they've been right about, like 2022 with the Yankees. The Pakoda was 99, and they won 99. So sometimes the Pakoda's right, but the Pakoda's always wrong. That's why I didn't bring it up until this very moment when I was going to make fun of what mm. the hell it stands for, right. which is what again? What? Pakoda? The player empirical. Per- player empirical comparison. Empirical is just statistical. Right. Player empirical comparison and optimization test algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> so player stat comparison based uh, optimizing based on some algorithm that we don't know. Yeah, I'm a loser. There's still more deep digging you have to do to actually figure out what it means. And let me just save everybody all the time on this. They're always wrong, okay? I've looked at the Mets history with Pakoda. I've looked at the Yankee history with Pakoda. They're mostly wrong. Nerd alert! So if you woke up, I'm doing, by the way, listen God's this, work right now. Listen to this description of Pakoda. Yeah. It looks at all the numbers and all the numbers that make up the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> to see which players are more likely to repeat their success and which ones benefited from good fortune. Yes. So you're so you're you're calculating the incalculable, yeah. which is luck. Which I'm is, a loser. Which is why, though those drops make it seem like I'm the geek. Uh, yeah. I'm the one telling you they mean nothing. So if your friend goes up to you and says, "Hey." The Mets offseason wasn't that bad. Our Pakoda is 84 and a half. If anybody says Pakoda to you as a as a reference point, yeah. laugh in their face. Okay. Because it truly is trying to calculate good fortune. That's right. Good fortune. That's right. What the hell does that even mean? I, it means nothing. So we're on the same side here, right? <laughs> exactly. I just Absolutely. wanted to make sure everybody knows that. Absolutely. By the way, I never understood what X standard for in XFL. What's it stand for? Extreme. Extreme. Extreme? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Extreme starts with an E, though. Extreme. Yeah, but not to go down branding. the yeah, not to go down the well of who controlled the league. But he was an idiot. <laughs> oh yeah, but yeah. no. But when the they had started, the X yeah. games, it was yeah. X. So it's Extreme the same type of thing. Games. It was a nineties thing. By the way, I don't, I'm surprised that the variations of touchback percentages in the NFL, like we assumed that it would be seventy six well, or seven percent. That would be my guess right now. This right. season in the NFL, the top top touchback percentage in the NFL was the Dallas Cowboys, 89.47%. So it's even higher than we thought. That's the top. You know what the lowest was? 71. The Green Bay Packers at 43. Really? 0.43. You know why it sort of makes sense, though? When you play at outdoor stadiums in the conditions, Mm. the touchbacks are not as automatic. Which, Which makes sense. So the Green Bay Packers are last at 43. The Titans, even though that one's a little outlier, maybe it just says their kicker had a weak leg. I remember this now. So, 47, the Bills, 57, and cold weather, by the way, the Cleveland, uh, the New York Giants, 58, uh, Cleveland Browns, 58. These are all cold weather. So, teams. that means the average is around 70%. It's around 70-some percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. because it's just a, it's a play that just doesn't happen anymore. No. Let's go to Anthony in Brooklyn. How are you, Anthony? Afternoon, guys. How are you? We're good. What's up? Good. What's up? Uh, real quick, first thing I want to say, your show is amazing. Whoever invented bad tiki, if they still get raises, <laughs> he should get a raise. Yes. <laughs> yes. We appreciate now, it. Now, here's my male Taylor Swift. I went to the game last night at Barclays. It's Steph Curry. 
Oh, God. I oh, watch middle-aged no. guys with medium Dude. jerseys on go crazy. Yeah. Little ladies. That's big a good ladies. call, Anthony. That's a great call. And I, and I think the reason you're right, and I hope you had a good time, that game sucked for me as a Net fan watching the Nets blow that. Dude, but he's right. Steph Curry right. is not just a great basketball player, he's which unhatable. we all know. He's unhateable. He's unhateable, and he's crossed over with his wife, Aisha, by doing yeah. these other shows. Yeah. So Steph Curry passes what we call the grandma test, <laughs> where even if you don't watch basketball, you know who Steph Curry is. Or the five-year-old test. Like, yeah. everybody at my kid's school, whether you're a kid or not, into right. sports or not, knows who Steph Curry is. And, and the reason why our last call brought that up is yesterday, Tiki asked the question, do we have a male version of Taylor Swift? Mm-hmm. And we went I was to trying a... to think outside of sports. Right, right. But it makes sense that it would be sports because most, I mean, I'm not stereotyping here, but a lot of males love sports. Mm-hmm. And so it would be a, a, a sports figure. I just couldn't think of one. Couldn't think of like a mm-hmm. young, like top of his game. Nah, he's the guy. Beyond... You know, reproach guy. He's the guy. It is definitely Steph Curry. He's the freaking guy because no one dislikes him. No. You'd want to hang out with him. Yeah. You'd want to be him. <laughs> like, you'd want to have his success. Yeah. I think that's the best answer we've heard. Because I heard a lot, like, yesterday yeah. of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio mm. and Ryan Reynolds and all, you know, who's that? Uh, Styles? Jerry ha- Styles? Ha- Harry Styles. Harry Styles. <laughs> Harry Styles. Joey Styles is an announcer in wrestling. Oh, okay. Styles. Harry's a singer. AJ <laughs> Styles, whatever. AJ Styles is also a wrestler. <laughs> oh, Harry Styles. Hank Styles. All these names, and I'm like, I don't know. Mm. But Steph Curry does fit the list. Does. Certainly does. It's a By great one. Speaking of hoops, when we come back, The New York Knicks, they got 48 hours to make a trade. Is something close to happening, and what should it be? We talk a little Knicks, get you set for tonight at Madison Square Garden. They take on the Memphis Grizzlies. And more of your calls at 877-337-6666. I triggered Sean earlier in the show because I think football season's already over. And this week is not about football at all. We've talked a lot about Super Bowl parties and how much they suck throughout this day as well. If you are going to tonight's New York Knicks game, they are facing the Memphis Grizzlies. You talk about a team that's banged up, they're banged up. But Manny, who works here at the Fan and the CBS Sports Network, just gave me a very interesting factoid about tonight. Okay. You know Ryan Archie Diacono? Yes. He's a bench player for the Knicks. Yes. He's also one of the guys that went to Villanova, except he's not a part of the cool kids club because (laughs) he doesn't really play. He is in the midst of a historical streak in which he has not scored a point this season. And he's gotten into, not every game, but sometimes he gets into games. Like, he didn't get into the Laker game. He didn't get into the game before that. But I'm looking at his game logs. He did get into the game against Utah for 29 seconds. The game against Charlotte for a minute 44. The game against Miami for a minute 11. The game against Denver for five and a half minutes. Blew him out so badly, he got five and a half minutes in. He's the human victory cigar. And every team has had that, right? The human victory cigar. Like, I remember a few years ago I was offended by it, but you guys did that to Derrick Rose. I didn't like that. The Celtics used to do that to Brian Scalabrini. Derrick Rose? No, Derrick Rose is a... This was before? No, that's why it offended me, because Derrick Rose is a former MVP, but it was two years ago. He, the crowds would chant, we want Rose, and it's like, come on. He was like the like uncle that. on the team because he's older <laughs> compared to them. Yeah, but there was a point where people were talking about him. Like, he was coming off the bench, and they were, and they wanted him to start. No, no, but this is different. This different. is when they were treating him like right. a victory cigar. So Ryan Archidiacono is the human victory cigar. That part's normal. <laughs> What's not normal is he hasn't scored a point yet this season. <laughs> he has played 20 games this season. He has not scored a how, point. How old is he? Uh, he is 29 years old. Oh, so he's been in the league for a while, dude. 
He's been he's bounced around. Yeah. He's been with the Knicks for the last couple of years. He's famous for Gus Johnson loving yelling his name in college basketball. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Dude, we most people know him strictly from Villanova, not from being an NBA player. <laughs> but again, hear me out. He has played and appeared in 20 games this season. He hasn't scored a point. Now, I know what you're thinking. Is that a record? Yes! <laughs> not only is it the NBA record, he destroyed the NBA record, what is the record? weeks ago. It used to be like 13. Oh, wow. Now, I was is, he, looking, is he trying not to score? So that's the question. I have the answer. How many shots has he taken this season? Okay, he's appeared in 20 games. He has played two minutes, a minute, two minutes, a minute, mm-hmm. three minutes. I'm looking at his game logs, about two, three minutes. He's got to average less than a shot a game. It has to be. There's no way he hasn't scored. How many combined shots do you think he has taken this season? I'm and gonna, I do have the answer. I'm going to say 18. <laughs> it's not even close. What is it? Six! So Ryan Archidiacono is letting this happen because it's not as if he's coming in a game saying, all right, yeah, but he, I got 30 seconds. Oh, I better make right. this work. But hold on. He did play five minutes. He So he played five and a half minutes in the Denver game and took one shot. It was a three-point shot, and he missed it. <laughs> and that's it. So that's a credit to him because even in the five and a half minutes he played, it's almost like I'm getting this impression he's kind of doing this on purpose. Like, Archie Diacono is saying, you know what? Mm. If I'm going to be a bench player, I'm going to live in history. I'm going to own this record (laughs) and destroy it and set it to a level that no one could ever break it. Yes. I will be in the history books forever. I mean, I think we need to start paying attention to this, Nick fans. If you're going to the game tonight, and look, I'm not doing this to mush you. I'm not doing this to do anything crazy. I just want to give you some facts before you go to the game tonight. The Memphis Grizzlies are playing two NBA players. I'm not joking. Mm-hmm. Literally two NBA players are playing, three guys on 10-day contracts, and two more guys on two-way contracts. And those are going to be the seven guys they play tonight. So you're not facing an NBA team. In fact, wow. I would venture how, to say... How do they get away with that? No, everybody's hurt. Oh. Like, I legitimately. Mean, got it. Like, Derek Rose is hurt, though. He's listed as questionable, so maybe you'll get him tonight. Jaws obviously out for the season. Desmond Bain is hurt. Aaron Jackson's hurt. Like, they have real players. The Grizzlies were supposed to be good. They're all hurt, so this is not like some kind of maintenance thing. But they literally have two players where I think Lugie's a good NBA fan. I think you've heard of one guy that's going to play tonight. Yeah, seven of these guys are plumbers, I think. I, 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 give me the names. because I God. The guy I think you've heard of is Luke Kennard. I think yeah, you've heard of course. Of, of course. Three-point shooter. I right. think he won the three-point yep. Yeah, he was Duke, right? Yep. Yeah. That's an easy Played one. Miami. NBA yep. player, fine. Yep. David Roddy, I'm 50-50 on. Do you know mm. him? Do you not know him? Unfortunately, I do. You do. But wow. for gambling reasons. Uh, you don't even want to know. Because he's, but, You know what? Because David Roddy was a rookie last year. He's played for the yeah, Grizzlies. Yeah. So I've later. heard the name. Okay. <laughs> the rest of these two guys. Two for two. <laughs> Gigi Jackson the second, Jacob Gilliard, Trey Jameson, Matthew Hurt, Tosan Evubuawaan, and then this one's cheap. You're gonna hear of him just because of his. He's a junior, Scotty Pippen Jr. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's who you're playing tonight. Wow. So the Knicks are gonna beat this team by fifty. I don't care how banged up you guys are. Which means here's the crux of this. Ryan Archidiacono is getting into the game. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is a game that if Tiki went to, you would have to stay. No, I wouldn't. You wouldn't want to see Archidiacono finally score a point? Well, maybe I would, but he better be in in the third quarter. Third quarter? <laughs> Are you getting crazy here? I mean, I mean you're saying they're going to destroy him. They're going to be up by 70 in the third quarter. Don't you, right, imagine don't, that you, don't you want to see him, though? 
Like, if they're up by 40, it means Archie Diakono's getting in the game. Well, it's lucky I'm not going to this game. So well, what if I told you I have uh, my two tickets available right now? You I have go? a date. Excuse me? I have a date. With whom? My wife. Oh, like I a date night? I told you she's been gone for four days. No, I respect that. <laughs> uh, is the date just at home under the covers, or is the date, like, out somewhere? <laughs> that was last night's date. <laughs> <laughs> two nights in a row, you don't do back-to-backs. <laughs> Does <laughs> that disqualify it? Are you going out or are you going to just yeah, hang out? out? Oh, good for you. All right. So you don't want to see Ryan Archidiakono? No, I definitely do not. Lugie, do you want to see Ryan Archidiakono? No, I, do I want to see Scotty Pippen Jr. <laughs> that might not be too bad. I, like Tiki, also have a date tonight because my wife's going on vacation for a week, so I'm going to have the house to myself. So what? this is our last night in port. Mm. Oh, no, so she's there tonight. She's there tonight, oh. but she leaves tomorrow. I thought you are so. making some inappropriate comments no, that you're no, home no, by no. yourself and that's it. No, 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 no. Okay. I'm home for the next week. Okay. Yeah, so this Grizzly team is really banged up. Now, as far as the Knicks are concerned, Here's our level of concern. I'll give you my level of concern as an IBO, an independent basketball observer, and we'll figure out where everybody is on this. It's another game of OG Ananobi not playing. We all know the deal with Julius. They've kind of put that away for two weeks. Quentin Grimes, the thing about Quentin Grimes, and I remember reading this from Stefan Bondi a few weeks ago, and then I heard it again recently, that basically Quentin Grimes is known as someone that doesn't play through injuries. I'm serious. I've now heard that multiple times. Has he been hurt that often? So during the playoffs last year, he didn't play in two postseason games. And Bondi, who's a good reporter, was reporting uh, to kind of rub Tom, Tom Thibodeau rubbed, rubbed him the wrong way. That it rubbed him the wrong way, that they thought he could have played through the injury. Oh, we it actually, rubbed Tom the wrong way. Yeah, and I Got think it. we talked about this on air. In ter- you may have been off in terms of, hey, if you're an athlete, that's a tough spot because if you know you're not healthy yeah. and you're not going to help the team, like, should you play? Should you Should you grind it out? Right. Right. I think we love hearing about guys grinding it out until they suck. It's just different in basketball because it so much is it's it's a precise sport. Right. Whereas football is a, it's a brute sport. Right. But there are guys in the NBA that fight through it. I mean, Jalen yeah. Brunson plays hurt. Julius plays hurt. I think the Nick fan is used to guys playing injured. And so that story about Grime, it is what it is. Look, I think there's a decent chance he's gone in the next 48 hours at the deadline. But the concern about OG Ananobi is that there's no real update. Like, all we got from Tom Thibodeau was, yeah, he's progressing. Progressing from what, though? Mm-hmm. Like, and and I believe, and I said this about Julius last week, and I think Steve Popper even said this yesterday as a Nick reporter, and this is logical, but I've been saying this for a week now, that the Knicks know stuff, and they're not giving you updates, not because they hate you as fans, but because the trade deadline's in 48 hours. Yeah, they're trying to hold their cards so that they don't give away any kind of sense of desperation. Right. And so you get fleeced when you do that. So they have to they have to do this. And as Nick fans, you shouldn't be worried about it. You should you should understand it. I think well, no no you can be worried about it though. No, because no. what if OG Ananobi's out for another month? Well I mean I didn't know this until we talked about it yesterday with C P like, this is this is not something new for OG. Isn't that concerning though? Yes and no because if he's had it for a while and he's still been a pretty good player. Are you worried about? Should you be that worried about it? Right, right. It's not like he's opting for surgery, like the Julius Randle thing. I mean, uh, the um, uh, the Joel Embiid thing. Hopefully, Julius Randle doesn't opt for surgery for Knicks fans' sake. But right, I th- I feel like that OGs is is a simple rest thing, and he'll be back and he'll be fine. It's the Julius Randle one that's concerning because that one could be. Season ending. Well, look, the, the if, he, tr- if he decides to get certain, you know what I mean. So yeah, like so, part of it you're worried about it, part of it you're not. But if you're gonna have any kind of conversation around bettering this team, 
at the trade deadline, you don't want to give up everything. No, I get you. Especially if this year is not in your mind the year. Well, I also, so that's the question. And I asked CP that yesterday. Is this year the year? Right. And he he said yes, but not really. Well, yes and no, because, and here's the way I would look at it at the trade deadline. And Lugie and I said this last week, and I, I want to take it back, because now I don't, I don't agree with this anymore. And that was the idea of, we will know at the deadline if this team is really concerned about Julius Randle based on what they do. And the reason I take that back is if you're the Knicks right now, you're making a smart move, or at least what you think is a smart move. And you're not going to do something out of desperation because Julius Randle may not come back. Because here's the reality, and I think we could all agree on this. I'm not being a hater. If Julius Randle doesn't come back, they're not getting to the NBA Finals. They're not a title contender. He, as Louie has said, top 30 player. He's a dog. He's this. He's that. Mm-hmm. They're not going anywhere. Now, maybe they went around. I'm not suggesting there's no point of watching or there's no point of making smaller moves that can help you. But I don't think you're going to go get super aggressive on something dumb to replace Julius Randle because there's nobody out there that replaces Julius Randle. No. Certainly the regular season player that you need him to be in the postseason. <laughs> so I don't know if there's a move you make because Julius is out for the season. You were talking about this with CP yesterday. You were giving your guidelines, a guy you would have on the floor in the final five minutes. And yes. DeMar DeRozan. You don't think a DeMar DeRozan playing the four can make the Knicks an Eastern Conference Finals team? Well, okay, so here's the problem. I agree with you that DeMar DeRozan, in my opinion, fits better with Julius Randle not on the floor. Mm-hmm. So I do think as a replacement, he makes sense. Right. But, but he's, he's a, not nearly the same player. Well, he's a different player, yes. Right. And he's a free agent at the end of the season. But we're talking about just this year, though. I I'm know, saying to make but, a run. Is he I, the kind of guy you could plug in and still yeah, make that so, run so without Luke, Do you think this is the this is the season to make the run? I think Because that's what it comes down I to. I sure as hell did before OG and Julius went down, and I thought we were adding other pieces. If you're telling me they're not coming back, then I'm obviously concerned. But I don't want this season to be lost. We talked about this with Dan Campbell and the Lions. You just never know. Maybe this is the year. So if they no, add no, no, another but, piece but, but or two, on, maybe this on. is the year to win but, the But finals. I want to clarify. It's not that I wouldn't make a move to try to win. It's that DeMar DeRozan's a free agent at the end of the year. Yes. So the move you're making doesn't even benefit you next year because he's gone. And why would you even keep him? I don't think he fits on a team with no, a healthy no, no. Julius Randle. No. So you're trading assets. Now, if you're telling me DeRozan's a buyout candidate, which right. I'm not saying, that's different. That's, that's what not I even the tra- Okay, well, that's yeah. different. Yeah. But as a trade candidate, when I have to give up something to get him, and then I'm basically not able to flip him at the end of the year. See, let me give you an example of a guy where, and I'm not even totally sure about the fit, DeJounte Murray. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think DeJounte Murray necessarily fits like a glove, but he will clearly make your team better, especially when Jalen's on the bench. And it allows you more time of Jalen on the bench because DeJounte Murray, ball in his hands, running an offense, right. he can do it. The problem is I'm concerned about them together and about DeJounte off ball. Like, we've lost a little bit of him in Atlanta mm-hmm. playing next to to um, uh, your boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, Trey Young. I don't like to say his name because you like to put an F word before you yes, say his name. Yes. <laughs> so hear me out on the appeal of DeJounte Murray. Let's say you trade for him. Let's say you trade Quentin Grimes, Evan Fournier, and a number one pick. Probably gonna have to give up two number ones, but maybe one of the number ones that are less threatening to you. Mm-hmm. And you get DeJounte Murray. And you try to make it work. And he clearly improves your roster. He clearly gives you offense. And then you hope that this fit works. And let's say it doesn't really work as well as you want. Next year... DeJounte Murray is an appealing piece. Mm-hmm. My team would want him. The Lakers are going to want him. And so you can then turn him into something else. Not even collecting assets back, but maybe a bigger trade. Maybe there's somebody else out there. So I think what the Knicks are doing, and I get it, is you're trying to do two things at the same time. 
You're trying to improve your roster right now and win now because why not? I'm with you. I'm not saying just give up, but also position yourself where whatever you get can help you in the future. The appeal of DeJounte Murray is that despite him defensively not being the same guy he was in San Antonio and maybe hurting his value a little bit, he still has value. Teams still want him. Yeah. Maybe not as much as what Atlanta well, gave up, I mean, but people still want well, so, him. Hold on. So do you think teams still want him? Yes. Because yeah. here we are two days from the deadline, and he hasn't moved yet. Because Atlanta's asking for two number ones, and the Lakers and the Nets and other teams interested aren't willing to give that up. Yeah, the Lakers. I mean, that'd be a fool's move. To, Why is that? The, They're trying the, to win. For the Lakers? Yeah. Sitting at 500? I mean, I get it. Well, but hold on. I mean, they they, they have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Their thought is, if they look what they did last year, they got to the Western Conference Finals. True, true. And you discount. I discounted them. Everybody did last year as well. So when you have LeBron James, it makes it that much more a likelihood, even if things aren't ideal. Which brings up the question that everybody's talking about, but nobody's talking about. Why not? Why don't the Knicks trade for LeBron? Oh, and it's because they're tired of LeBron because they because <laughs> they don't they they he, he shunned them twice. But that's not by the way, that's not a reason why it's you don't not, trade. I know it's not, but that's what everybody says. He's not available. How he's do we know he's not available? The Lakers are not trading LeBron James. Well, if the Lakers aren't doing anything, what are they doing? They're trying to win. I don't think they're not doing anything. I think if they're they, trying to get if the they Jonte they don't Murray. do anything, and they end up not coming away with anyone at the trade deadline. Then they're not. Then they're wasting their 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 asset in LeBron James. Yeah, but I think they'd rather do that than trade him. And they're just not trading him. I think it, look the LeBron stuff. I think if your reasoning for not wanting him, if he did become available, is bitterness over the fact he didn't want you twice, that's stupid. That's yeah. not a real reason. That's not a good reason. If you have a basketball reason, that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's not a basketball reason. There isn't but a basketball reason. But he's not, come to the postseason. I know he doesn't play defense now, but come the postseason, he will. Yeah, but he's not available. It's a fantasy. I mean, no, everybody he's, available? I think LeBron's acting the way he's acting to push the Lakers to make moves. So he's being passive But why does he have to push the Lakers to make moves? Because maybe they don't want to, and maybe they realize, you know what, we don't have enough so to win, so we're going to ride. why does he want to be there? Because here's why. I'll tell you why they're pushing. Well, number one, Bronny's out there, and he could see his son Bronny's not an NBA. Okay, no, but I'm saying he can go see I games. Thought, I, thought, I thought I was jumping on you saying he wants to play No, 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 no I'm saying he wants to go to the games. He's close yeah. by by being out yeah. in LA. Well, I think LeBron pressures them by saying, look, I'm only here for another year. Let's try to win. And that's yeah, the probably. kind of organization the Lakers are. But they're not trading LeBron James. If anything, they're trying to add to their roster. They're trying to trade for DeJounte Murray. The guy who I think makes sense, if you can get him, and I was reading this morning like he's not really available, is Malcolm Brogdon. Like, to me, Malcolm Brogdon, who's got two years left on his deal. Yeah. So you get him, and then he's making $22 million next year. So now you've got a, a valuable player, a former Sixth Man of the Year award mm-hmm. winner, and a guy who's on a fair contract next year as an expiring deal. So it Further is what we're talking about of helping your team now and then giving you the flexibility to make another move during the offseason if something becomes available. But Malcolm Brogdon is, A, perfect coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. He's used to it. And B, could, yeah. he's a shot creator. Right. He hits 41% from three. He's played in the postseason. And the idea of him being hurt has never been true. No. Like the damaged good story that the Celtics sold. So, and, and I would think Portland would trade him. They're not going anywhere. No. So Brogdon, Why are you hearing that he's not uh, not really available? That's what I read this morning on one of the uh, NBA rumors. I'm I mean, trying to remember who the, said the it. The only reason it makes it, it makes sense that he's not because he hasn't moved yet. Like, what's Portland waiting for? Not, they don't need to push to the deadline. Forty-eight hours, baby. I know, but they don't need to push to the deadline unless they're holding him in their pocket to find a desperate team to come to them. Or they're waiting for the right offer, and the Knicks no, have not mean. given the right offer. 
And maybe that offer is just one first-round pick. And by the way, not all first-round picks are created equal. I'll be the first to tell mm-hmm. you on that. But Malcolm Brogdon for a first-round pick that's not, you know, and the Knicks don't have any, like, crazy first-round picks. They've got their own. They're a good team. Your pick's not going to be anything crazy. No, look, the Knicks are— Milwaukee's won. Detroit's protected one. Like, the Dallas one. Like, eh. The Knicks are very close to being awesome as long as they don't screw it up. So they're in this tricky spot, Evan, like you painted out there, that you don't want to give up too much to try to make a run out of panic and hurt your future. What does screw it up mean, though, by the way? You know, what, like maybe even DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> if you trade a bunch of assets and then you can't get anything from him at the end right. of the year, you don't win, you get knocked out in the second round, something like that. Now that stops you from getting somebody else in the future. If oh, um, So OG Adenobi's a free agent at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's an assumption you guys will keep him, you'll try to keep him. If he left as a free agent, is that screwing it up? I think so, because I think mm-hmm. that you brought him here not as a rental. You brought him here because they've been looking at him for a while, and right. he makes this team a hell of a lot better. So if he was to leave town, that would be bad. You know why, but it's not screwing it up? I disagree with you. I'm going to defend the Knicks if somehow he left. R.J. Barrett wasn't fitting anyway. Sure, you didn't give up. And IQ, you weren't re-signing anyway. Fair enough, but I still understand what this team has done since they got OG Ananobi, and I want to see that over the course of the next couple years because I like the brand of basketball I saw with him in the lineup. Luke, let me ask you a question. Does it get frustrating talking about the Knicks? Does it get frustrating? Frustrating. Not recently. because There were years where there was. It feels like... Every conversation that is had, whether it's here or any CP show, anywhere, it's the same conversation. Do you ever feel, does it feel that way? You what do you mean about trades? Getting players, just, you mean? Just like what's going to happen, what should happen, maybe this, this, it, we shouldn't have, like it just gets, it feels the same over and over and over and over and over again. Now, finally, that changed, obviously, with the OG trade and, you know, moving on from, from quickly. And it was a little bit of a spark and it felt different for like a second. Now doesn't it feel like it's back to the same? Well, because guys got hurt. The Knicks? Guys got hurt. They had a perfect thing going, and they were going to add one more piece to the bench. Now you're worried. God is Julius out the whole year? When is OG coming back? So yes, just as things were going great, you, few setbacks. Right? You know what's better though about these conversations? Because I think for years it was always getting a superstar. How do we get right. this superstar? Yeah. How do we get superstar A, B, C, or D? And I think because the Nick fan is now convinced they have a superstar in Jalen Brunson, and that's mm-hmm. up to debate because a lot of it's. Well, so now you're anxious. Now, you, now, you, now you're like, all right, we got it now. No, no, but we I got think, our superstar. No, but I think it's more of the fun discussion. I remember having it a few years ago. It didn't last long. And that's the discussion of the right small piece to put you over the top. And that's a better discussion than fantasizing about superstars you're probably not getting. Debating Malcolm Brogdon versus Jordan Clarkson in a weird way is a much more fun debate <laughs> because you're not dreaming of something that's unrealistic. If the Knicks want to get Malcolm yeah, but- Brogdon, they can get him. If they want Jordan Clarkson, they can get him. It's not like some star that's unfounded. And to me, I'm just speaking as a basketball fan that has experienced this, that's a better discussion. Well, I mean, yes, it is, but you also have no inclination that the Knicks are going to come off of their first-round picks. You just don't, right? I mean, we can assume that they are, but we, but that's a bad assumption. We're making an asset of ourselves saying, yeah, they're going to give up the first-round picks for X, Y, or Z. Well, they've done it. They did it last year for Josh Hart. I mean, uh, they didn't give up all their first-round picks, and no one's suggesting yeah, they're going okay, to do but, that. Hey, Josh, we're talking about Josh Hart. Yeah, well, we're talking about Jordan Clarkson. So, are we talking about similar level of players? Uh, and think about the impact that Josh Hart made last year. Okay. Too bad he can't shoot anymore. I, so, so you didn't get a. I mean, I, I was no. Gonna, it impacted them, dude. They won I that was, first I was gonna round. Say, in part I was going to say a full, like, like, like solid. This guy's going to score. He's going to play defense. He's going to the perfect piece. They added a rotation piece. 
Right. So, but I feel like that's the conversation around the Knicks all the time. Well, here's the good news. After Thursday, the conversation's dead because the trade deadline passes. And then it becomes the buyout market, which features more like Kyle Lowry and whomever else may be available. And really the conversation, and this is the concerning one, because I think with trades, we all have opinions. I'll go get this guy. How does this guy fit? But that's what it feels like with the Knicks. You got to get this guy. We need Bargdon. We got to get Jordan Clarkson. Well, because the trade deadline's in two days. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, but... It, it seems to never happen. Well, no, well, they, they, they added a guy last year. They had a guy, and they just traded for OG on an OB. What do you mean it never happens? They've made key trades. They haven't cashed all their chips in for a star, but they've made key trades. And when they made the OG trade, you knew another trade was coming because they traded their depth. So they were going to have to add well, another guy Well, let's see if that me. other trade is coming, by the way. It, we got 45 hours. No, they have to make a trade. Because well, to Tiki's point, what if, they don't, what if they don't come off a first-round pick? Right. I well, think they will make a trade. If I had to guess right now, I think they're making a move yeah. for either Clarkson, Brogdon, or DeJounte Murray. The DeJounte Murray one is more fascinating in terms of A, the fit, B, what they have to give up, and then C, the idea that maybe next year they flip him. That DeJounte Murray may come here and not be long for this world. He may be more of a, what's let's in, see if he can help yeah, us what's, now. What's then begs the question, are you are you trading to make yourself viable for a championship this year, or are you trading, is it, or is it like a chess piece? Both, right? If it, to me, both. it feels like chess. No, I think, it, but I think it's both. To answer your question, right? You're setting up something else. I think you're try, I think what the Knicks are trying to do, and this is ideal, obviously, as a fan, is you want to make a win now move that helps you moving forward. Yeah, hedge your well. bet in that spot. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what DeRozan doesn't do for you because he's on an expiring deal, right? Fair enough, and to me, the Laker game exposed the problems because they date, they doubled Jalen. They couldn't do anything about yeah, it. They but need so other beat scorers. Up. There was no other. I mean, they were so. Beat I know up that, that, but they game. need somebody else that can score the basketball. I almost discount that Lakers. No, game. but here's why you can't discount it, even though I get what you're saying. Yeah, we don't know when they're going to be healthy, right? And that's going to be the new talking point and concern. Well, well, dude, if they're not healthy, then what the hell are you trading to try to win a championship for this year? Because they may and be so, healthy. So, they, so I, we don't know that. And so we're having this conversation about the Knicks and what they should and shouldn't do, and we have no idea if Julius Randle's shoulder is going to be but okay. But do they know? But do they know? I, I would assume. I don't know. Right? We don't. We don't know what the underlying issue is. You know what the, the surface issue is with OG's elbow, but we don't know what the we don't know what Deuce's uh, knee or and or ankle. I don't even know what the health Quentin issue Grimes. is. Quentin Grimes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not Quentin Grimes, not, not Deuce, but we don't know what is what the health issue is long term. So, so you would do nothing. I don't know what, what are you saying? You want to do anything? I don't know what I'm doing. I I just know that it feels like the conversation is the same. No, no, but I think what it's, you it's do the same over and over and but, over. But again. I think what you do, I I think it's different because we're not talking about superstars anymore that you're not getting. Here's what I think you do. I think you try to make smart deals for guys that can help you now and also help you in the future, whether it's as a contract you're flipping or a guy that's on your roster next year. That's why the DeRozan thing doesn't make as much sense. Mm. So, look, here's the truth. Do the Knicks know what the future holds with Julius Randle? Do they know the answer and they're just not telling us? Well, do they know what they want to do with Julius Randle? Is what? Julius Randle here for the long haul? I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about is he going to be healthy? But I think that matters. That comes into this. Because if he's not, and it's obviously not going to happen this season, but if he's not, then why are you holding on to him? Oh, well, they love him. I think Leon Rose I know, I know, but I'm asking why. Because they love him. Because he's the 30th best player in the league, according to guys like Lugie. And they love him, and they think no, that not, real playoff not, Julius is no, showing up. When you up. make the All-Star team year in, year out, you're a top 25, top okay, 20 when you, when you lay an egg in the postseason, <laughs> I understand that, you are a postseason leg air. <laughs> Fair enough. Until proven right. otherwise. So, I got what you're saying. <laughs> but forget that part, because I agree with you. It's more, is he coming back? 
Like, do the Knicks know something about OG Ananobi and Julius Randle that they're not telling anybody because the trade deadline's on Thursday? Do they know, hey, the report on Julius that we know that we're not telling anybody is really bad? Mm -hmm. And then to your point, would that change how you attack the trade deadline? If you're building where it's about now and the future, then the answer is no. That's what I've learned from this. What whole if you exercise. traded for DeRozan and say an Alex Caruso has another year left on his deal? Caruso, <laughs> Caruso. on the team next year gives you scoring off the bench. They're going to ask for like multiple first round picks. I don't trade multiple first round picks in that trade, uh, dude. I'm just worried right now that Julius and OG are not coming back, and I'm trying to not salvage the season. I'm trying to make a run because I do think it's wide open in the NBA, and the Knicks have as good a shot as anybody. No, I yeah. understand. You should be worried dude, about if the you're injuries, in salvage though. territory. No, no, I salvage is not the right word. That's why I don't want to use it. Right, I know what you're saying. But I want to keep the if train though, moving. If those guys are not coming back. You aren't you in just all right. Let's chill. Let's just play it out. I mean, honestly, no. It would be the smart, prudent decision. But I'm not being prudent here. I'm being a fan, <laughs> and I want to win. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.